positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Not God Bless America. God damn America. That's in the Bible for killing innocent people. God damn America for treating us citizens as less than human. God damn America as long as she tries to act like she is God and she is supreme. Um. Okay, hello everyone. It's Poddam Analog. Steve Albini came on the show and yelled at all of us, and now we record Analog again. So you won't hear weird Zoom sounds this week. We're back in the same room, recording in my bedroom. The gear's all fucked up. We're um, we only have two microphones. You won't even notice though, because no one will accidentally fuck up and yell from across the room <laughs> without talking to a microphone. I, a- Andrews is miming a long physical bit you can't see <laughs> where he's being dragged off, off stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Apollo guy is here. The, the Sandman. Mm-hmm. And he's mad mostly about production stuff today. The Sandman is mad about production stuff today, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. That's how we start the show now is welcome back every time. You know what I'm doing? Today is, are you ready for a podcast? Yeah. And that, if you notice that that has a nice sound bed of musical undertones under it, it's because we are recording in my dumbass apartment. And the next door to me, a cover band is practicing, I think. We asked them to do this, actually. Yeah. If they play well enough, they might violate copyright on Spotify and we'll get taken down like patriots. And if the music skips, somebody said something stupid. Yeah. If, and we had to take it out. If Meatloaf <laughs> is playing and then it's like, and I would fall love. That, the middle part was where <laughs> someone said a thing that we can't put on a I podcast. Guess, I guess they're only doing covering reactionaries because they're playing Meatloaf, who of course was a huge uh, enthusiastic backer of Romney Ryan 2012, and at one there's a great video of him just belting, just out of control, not in sync with anyone else singing on the stage. America the Beautiful, and apparently he begged Mitt Romney to let him play Election Night, and Mitt Romney was like, uh, "I'll like." He kept asking him, and Mitt Romney was like, uh, "Yeah, I'll I'll sleep on that one," and then didn't have him. And then they're also playing ABBA, and as real heads will know, ABBA. Uh, helped defeat the Meidner plan in Sweden, which would have begun to socialize uh, their economy. I didn't I, fucking know I that. I did not know that. Yeah. I'm not a, and that's why I'm not a real head. Well, but here's the thing, though. The heads, I meant. Uh, Romney lost. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Should have had Meatloaf fucking belt one out for right? him. Yeah, I mean, I guess that would have been after the voting happened, but he, he would have inspired people to steal the election I think the way Joe Biden did this last time he, I think it would have been really cool if Romney had leaned into meatloaf because he was up against Obama and Obama has a very large cool factor going on for him like he had like the roots and stuff yeah. and all of these musicians doing you know fucking New York. That song's playing all the time around him. It's like going up against Poochie. So if you just were like, oh yeah, Obama? How about Bad Out of Hell? <laughs> Very funny. I, I'm trying to think now of what music Mitt Romney would actually like, and I'm coming drawn a blank. I have no idea what he would be into. He's Mormon, right? Yeah. The Ted Lasso soundtrack? Is that what he puts on his iPod? He probably watches that bullshit. It's not supposed to be music you can enjoy a hot drink to, as that is forbidden by the religion. <laughs> yeah. I don't... What Mormons like... Uh, I don't know what they like musically. I know in comedy they like Jim Gaffigan, so they're like unoffensive bullshit. I bet Mormons are allowed to listen to like Imagine Dragons and bullshit like that. <laughs> and it's like edgy for them. Explosions in the sky, maybe, but that would be, that would be too, you know, hardcore for Mitt. It probably likes Buddy Holly or something. Elvis, I'm sure he likes Elvis. Explosions in the sky. You're thinking of John McCain, folks. 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 Planes on the ground. Explosions in the sky. <laughs> planes mistaken for stars. Stars mistaken. Planes. I don't know. You figure it out. It's another week. 
Yeah, we're back. We're, we're tackling the real issues. This is going to be our main episode where we go over all of the superstitions, which are real. <laughs> which are fake. I see where you're going with this. I, I proposed this as a joke a bunch of times, but I was not joking. We're going to go over all of the superstitions. <laughs> Jake has a black cat, and it crossed Anders as we were sitting here. <laughs> there was. It did not succeed, for the record. It did not succeed because it, he got under the chair, and then there was a yelping sound, and like he jumped up, and we were all like, "Whoa!" And then the cat went like scattering, and then we realized it was because it tried to cross him. But um, some magic is real in this world, and you can be cursed in some ways. And so, Anders, we would like to first begin the story with when did when did you first get your uh, uh, superstitions? When did you start feeling your superstitions, and which ones have you noticed in your day-to-day life? As long as I can remember, I have avoided being crossed by black cats. I have avoided picking up coins that are tails. Uh, I might, This might be cheating, but I will occasionally flip them before I actually pick them up. Well, that is cheating. I'd never even heard of that one. <laughs> that, that, really? Yeah, that's tails. That's thing. It's half of, half of football. You love football. <laughs> Right, but that's a coin toss. That's when you're calling. It's if you if a coin is on the ground and you pick it up, it has to be heads or it's bad luck. Can you land on your hand tails? Um, as long as you don't pick it up. Have you ever been seen for maybe like obsessive compulsive disorder? Uh, well, I don't know because I'm a mess. Like uh, so, uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't it's... think that. I don't. You're going off of movies, you know. Like yeah. most things, like psychological diagnoses that are portrayed in movies are uh-huh. like reductive. Yeah. Like. That's like in Fight Club. Like you can go to sleep suddenly, and it doesn't make you a terrorist <laughs> across America. Well, I was thinking because today I saw a tweet that. Um, angered me uh, that this person was talking about how uh, they or she has uh, a stutter and the doctors that they went to were all like, oh yeah, that's psychological. Uh, but she was, they were like, no, I got hit in the head and it's brain damage. And they're like, nah, because they've established the medical community that stutters are psychological. So they've ruled out the possibility that it might be from something else. And this, you know, goes back to neurodiversity and stuff. Yeah. The assumption is always that, like, well, if these two people both have the same issue, then it must be for the same reason. And it's just not. This stuff is irreducible. Yeah, medicine is real fucked like that. I'm reading uh, Capitalist Realism, the Mark Fisher thing that mm-hmm. everyone talks about all the time. I've never read the whole thing. I think I just read, like, a piece of it back in the day and was like, I understand. So I'm like... Reading the little thing, it's only 80 pages, I'm almost done with it, but he talks about this. I kind of got really stuck on this thing I was reading it yesterday, because he talks about, like, mental health and how uh, everyone, the, the diagnosis of depression is going up as we enter into neoliberal yada yada yada, or whatever, which is interesting, because, like, you know, it might be, like, a spurious third variable thing where, like, well, the diagnosis goes up when capitalism is more capitalistic-y because they're trying to sell stuff or whatever. But also more people do have, uh, like, he's he's right, I think, in that he's he says this thing about how, like, obviously more people, like, depression is instantiated f- via you having low serotonin, but no one's talking about... Depression is when you have low serotonin, but no one is talking about why everyone has more serotonin, less serotonin. Sorry, I'm butchering this, but he's but he makes this great point about how like depression very well could be largely like socially uh, caused, and it's caused by like the weird atomization and the floaty, you know, uh, my life is meaningless stuff that happens in capitalism, and not by the way the pharmaceutical companies tell you it, which is you have a chemical imbalance and it's individualized and you need our product that we're selling or whatever, which kind of relates to that. And I was thinking about all this and it's because it's really depressing because the thing is, I think he was right, but also he killed himself. That's correct. That's what's really fucked up about this. He figured it out. Yeah. Then there's no solution. Well, sometimes people commit suicide out of 
happiness. Uh, what the one fuck? time? There's a guy, <laughs> I don't remember his name, but there's a guy who wrote a suicide note. It's just like I've done everything I want to, and I'm I'm good. That no, that, that to <laughs> whoever is reading this, swish. <laughs> yeah, that's not a real. That guy was lying. The only one I can think of is Hunter S. Thompson. Was like I'm 60 and I'm blowing myself up in a cannon or whatever. There you go. Well, not he. He shot his remains out of the cannon. He didn't blow himself up with a cannon. That would have been delightfully medieval. That would have been awesome. <laughs> so he committed suicide. I mean, you have the time if you're gonna. <laughs> Might as well go get a cannon. So was it the? I mean, I don't know this, but are there? There must be cases of people who their serotonin levels. They look at it and it's fine, but they're still depressed, right? Well, I mean, I'm a. I, my, my opinions on this piss people off, and uh, I don't put them on Twitter as much as I used to because of this, because people really don't like questioning a lot of this stuff, but, like, absolutely, like, di- diagnoses mentally are... You know, these are This is soft science shit. Like, th- you cannot go to a a doctor and get a like something like a covid test and then like you know exactly. they yeah. swipe your nose and they're like oh you have bipolar disorder right. this is like a set it's all sets of symptoms and stuff that are arguably all versions of like one big underlying thing i just read the body keeps the score which is about ptsd and it's I sort of bodies keep the score yeah the drowning pool book uh <laughs> drowning pool come on the show <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be that fucking much weirder than other people we've had on the show lately. <laughs> um, I the lead singer could not come on the show actually because he, you know, drowned in his is own. Is that true? In his own. He, vomit, he drowned yes. in his own vomit. Is that true? That was the most sensitive way of saying it. <laughs> Notice the music did not skip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. I want to back up for a second. My cat is a. <laughs> tuxedo not a black cat he's a tuxedo so well, he has like a tuft he looks like he has like an ascot of white he's like you know when a um a guy has black hair and he has one skunk spot my uh-huh. cat has that so he's like italian yeah he's like italian it's okay. discrimination i think that's acceptable and i should be over it because as i was saying earlier i live on 13th street oh, and yeah. it took me i i had to really think about it it's like this is Whoops. Anders, you got to do it. What was that? I, I, was that the cat? Probably. Probably was. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But uh, the um, I live on 13th Street, so I should be over it. And I've been lucky for the past couple years. But it's still not... Uh, it was a roommate, not the cat? Yeah. Okay. That's good. But anyway... Should um, you be telling everyone what street you live on on our it's podcast? It's a long or? street. I didn't say what quadrant All in right. D.C. It could be... <laughs> Anywhere, uh, but um, tell anyway, him, tell him the city too. Yeah, Shit. really zero it down. <laughs> he has mentioned the city a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're not new, we actually skipped the funniest part of the story, which is the cat crossed Anders. Anders said, "I can't get crossed by a black cat." Jake said, "He's not a black cat. He's a white tuft." And then Anders Googled like what, <laughs> what illegally a black cat is <laughs> to get the official definition. To, uh, to, yeah, so to to figure out whether or not it is bad luck. There's an official. Mean, you're doing the thing I'm describing with yeah. mental illness and like, oh, do do I have depression or not? You can't Google whether a black cat is evil or not. That's not a real thing. Well, yeah, but there's some. There's a tradition to it, right? And like traditionally, is a tux. Well, how is a tuxedo cat classified? I mean, I'm sure it's a gray area, which is the same color you get if you mix black, and, you white. Mix black and white. Wow, folks, it writes itself. Um. Fuck. The news this week is so crazy. <laughs> Since you mentioned Hunter S, I have been reading, uh, just skimming through um, Generation of Swine, which is about the 80s, which I've been you know researching. And there's a story, we're, we're here recording on Super Bowl Sunday, we do not know the final score yet, but Hunter S. Thompson, for some reason, was hanging out with Desmond Tutu in 1986 for the Super Bowl then, and he asks him, uh, should I go with the Bears? I should go with the Bears, right? Because gambling. And Desmond Tutu is like, no. And that like freaks Hunter S. Thompson out. And he's like, oh shit, this holy man just just said I shouldn't 
bet on the Bears. I guess I have to bet on the Patriots. Oh, it's like throws them in the cast. Then he's talking to somebody else, and, and they were like, yeah, Desmond Tutu probably just meant that you should not gamble. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just answered your question. Yeah. You drug addict. R.I.P. He died recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also topical for that reason. Yeah, he tragically shot himself out of a cannon <laughs> to death. <laughs> well, he's Catholic, so maybe he crucified himself. He crucified Maybe It's himself. possible, impossible to know if he did. Hi, I'm Bishop Desmond Tutu, and this <laughs> is self-crucification. Have they ever done that on Jackass? They ha- No one ever has. That seems like something to be up there, Allie. Can't be d- I'm Jesus, and this is falling a second time. <laughs> I could see them doing it. I think doing the actual, you know, nailing would kill them, so that might be a bit too far, but I could see them super gluing somebody to a cross and putting it in, like, a heavily Christian area just to see what happens. No, well, the thing. All right, I'm pretty sure that most people who were crucified didn't have the nails, and that the nails were like a special thing for Jesus to like double own him, and they, they you, you just get like shackled up there, and then your shoulders break, and you die over time from exposure. That's what I thought, and that the nails were just icing on the cake because he cl- had the audacity to claim to be king of the Jews. Ballsy man. Ballsy man. Yeah. A real one. The Joe Burrow of the Christ era. What many are saying is the (laughs) Joe Burrow of the Christ era. Okay. Before we get really stupid, I want to read this section of that, uh, this Mark Fisher thing that I was talking about, because I think I was having trouble explaining it. And I think this might, maybe we'll, maybe this works on a vibe we can vamp on or whatever. This passage may be a whole ass vibe, <laughs> or debatably a bop. But this is good. I took a picture of it and uh, tweeted it because I thought it was such a, a mood. Uh, he says, the current ruling ontology denies any possibility of a social causation of mental illness. The chemical biologization of mental illness is, one, is, of course, strictly commensurate with its depoliticization. Considering mental illness is an as it. Considering mental illness an individual chemico-biological problem has enormous benefits for capitalism. First, it reinforces capital's drive towards atomistic individualization. In parentheses, you are sick because of your brain chemistry. Second, it provides an enormously lucrative market in which multinational pharmaceutical companies can peddle their pharmaceuticals. In parentheses, we can cure you, cure you with our SSRIs. It goes without saying that all mental illnesses are neurologically instantiated, but this says nothing about their causation. If it is true, for instance, that depression is constituted by low serotonin levels, what still needs to be explained is why particular individuals have low levels of serotonin. This requires a social and political explanation, and the task of repoliticizing mental illness is an urgent one if the left wants to challenge capitalist realism. So what year was that written? Right before he shot himself out of a cannon to death. <laughs> <laughs> he went out Gonzo style. I think this is like 2013 or something like that. Yeah. So this is like you know, and that's that's also like really prescient about it because you know that's close to 10 years ago, and like if you remember back then, there was like a creeping feeling like yeah oh, maybe everyone's looking at their phones too much a little bit. Yeah, We weren't yeah. full on like in the hell shit that we're in like right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm broken record on this, but I think autism is even more like diffuse than depression in that sense because it's literally just a collection of arbitrary things that have been changing over time and the classification is, you know, very subjective. Well, this is what Some I'm saying. Some people only get autistic every winter. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. Every, like, all of this stuff is kind of like this. So when, when people, re- like, I, leftists, I know, so many people still just buy into the thing of, like, look, I just have a chemical imbalance, and I need this thing that makes me feel numb or whatever. It's, uh, I don't I, I think it's bullshit. I think the compromise position, though, might be, like, under communism, they're in all likelihood, will still be people who have issues. It's not going to solve the human condition, right? There's yeah. going to be people who are sad and anxious and all that stuff, but it's going to be a lot better, or it would be a lot better. Well, but, the, but sure. I, I think it's stupid when people are like, oh, under communism, I won't ever feel sad or whatever. Yeah. But like understanding that the ways that your, like, your, your chemical balances and your mood and stuff like regulate themselves is connected to your material reality 
is uh, is the point, I think, I guess, right. I'm trying to make here. Which... I, I mean, who's taking antidepressants? I mean, completely anecdotally, everyone I know who's been taking antidepressants has been like, I have an office job where they keep me in a dark room for eight hours a day for, uh, every, like, 11 and a half months out of the year, and all of a sudden, I nothing makes me happy anymore, so yeah. I've started taking pills. <laughs> yeah. Like, if that wasn't in the mix, would this problem be slightly ameliorated? It's very possible. So, your thing with black cats and coins and stuff, uh-huh. though, isn't that kind of a similar... No, I think it's actually fully biological because of my <laughs> Irish heritage. You keep you keep saying... I, you, the first thing you said is it's always been there. Then you said, my mother told me never pick up a tail's quarter, which makes you think your mother just told you, like, put this in you. That doesn't make it Ireland's problem. <laughs> sure, but I think Irish are more superstitious than others. Are you, maybe it's like an, an uh, what's a generational trauma thing? Because oh, Irish people keep doing this to their yeah. kids. Could be. The, a lot of the troubles occurred near ladders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Given enough time, the problem may resolve itself. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Irish car bombs. Um, you know, that was because they uh, will always look both ways before crossing the street. Yeah, I can't. I that's know. a common superstition. <laughs> you got to look both ways. I was trying to think of one about cars, but yeah, there's not a, one. No. <laughs> that actually reminds me of a friend who is also like a new school, uh, former new school student. And, and we were at a crosswalk and I pressed the the button, you know, to tell the signal to like say, hey, there's someone here and we want to cross, you know, the cross button. And he's like, you know, that's just like social control, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what what do you mean? It's like, yeah, it doesn't do anything. And I was like, no, it tells the thing that there's someone here because otherwise it's just the hand and it doesn't do a walk sign at this cross stop. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. Okay, wait, how about this? An Irish guy who is so traumatized by the troubles that he has a superstition now where it's like every time you get in your car, you have to tap the dashboard and do all this stuff or else it's going to explode when you turn the key. Yeah. I mean, there's probably some way to search for car bombs that (laughs) probably is a generational trauma thing. I'm not that level. Like, I don't need to do like my own uh superstitions and rituals i just have these uh collective ones i thought this was way more common than the black cat no you did a combat role at my cat never seen anyone physically react to a black cat like that before (laughs) it was like what is uh, there a terrorist attack happening why are you going into why are you let's rolling i thought maybe you like bit your tongue or something but (laughs) i didn't think we're maybe Uh, no 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 the cat did. The cat did not. The cat did not get his tongue. Cat, cat got your tongue. Uh, I do think there's a slight mixing happening between superstition and obsessive compulsive disorder, which is why we have to go over because I think, like, there's just the knowledge of what they are is very diffuse. What are some superstitions you look out for? So thirteenth, the number thirteen in things, cats crossing you. What about mirrors? Do you do anything for mirrors, even if they're broken? Now that I'm thinking about it, probably I will avoid them next time I see them. But no, mirrors. <laughs> I'm installing. Yeah. I'm Irishly putting yeah. this in you right now. You're his mom. But it's the big three for me: coins, cats, and uh, thirteen. The big three we all know and love: coins, cats, and thirteen. I, again, I gotta excise thirteen because I live. You know, I should be over <laughs> it. I really should be. But maybe my like my apartment will explode. And because it's then un- it would be unlucky yeah. if if you were already dead, you could then make a note after so far, that. So far, so good, but you, you know, could happen. It could happen. Okay. Um, Joy Division is well, playing. That's, that's nice. been, yeah, that's really good. Another reactionary band. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, they're doing a whole noticing a set over there. Having a canceled performing performance concert across the street. Yeah. Um. What else were we going to talk about today? Well, um, REI. <laughs> I I wanted to read the story about um about Elon and his monkeys. It's really oh right, up. yeah. As long as we're, as long as we're on like traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, no, tr- all the tr- warnings. Tr- this is uh, so the thing that Jake is about to describe is like maybe the most upsetting thing I've read on the internet in <laughs> a few years, which is really impressive because this is the single machine of a. Uh, Human anxiety. Yeah, don't listen to this if you are going to be upset by stories of animal cruelty. Love animals. Yeah. Or have a traumatic experience where you harmed an animal. I have a friend uh, who, I don't know if I should spill the beans on this, but he did something really bad to cats when he was a kid. And now he cannot, because he didn't know, he just didn't understand what he was doing. He was extremely young. And now, can't if a, he sees a video of a cat getting hurt, he just needs to he freaks out. How often is he seeing videos of cats getting hurt? <laughs> I just remember someone showed him a video in high school. It's like a cat falling off a cliff or something, and he went home. He was watching Homeward Bound, and he was like, "Jesus fucking yeah. Christ!" <laughs> um, I am. I've left with more questions than I had going in. But anyway, uh, you know, who's a real bastard about it. Is Elon Musk? Sorry, I have a story now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're talking superstition today, I don't know how this became the fucking topic. I'm really thrown off by the herding cat story. Super is the day, the name of the day. Super Bowl superstition. Super Bowl. Here we go. Super All right. is the name of the day. Superstition Sunday. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Super is in the news. Um, I I worked with this guy. He was like a genius bartender. He was really good at. He had like an intuition for how to how to make up drinks with rum, and like it was awesome. He, I also have this genius. He looked like Tom Waits, <laughs> and he was just like really fucking cool. And uh, one time, I was getting like food or something for the you know for the office or the bar or whatever, and I was like. Um, do you have any dietary restrictions? Like, are you vegan or anything? And he went, I don't eat birds. Oh. <laughs> I was like, so, like, do you not eat meat? And he was like, no, just birds. <laughs> and I was like, why? And then he told me a story like that. He said when he was a little kid growing up in, like, the swamps in Louisiana or whatever, he shot and killed, like, a bird. And he didn't understand why it was so wrong. But then he, like, watched it die. And his father yelled at him and stuff. And now he's like, I owe the birds. What? <laughs> what would, would he think was going to happen when he shot it with a gun? You always a little kid. It's just, I don't know. You don't know what you're doing when you're a little kid. And then sometimes you... I don't know. Yeah, maybe I just come from a uh, uh, place of Yankee arrogance, never having guns around. That's probably what it That's is. That's what it is. You can shoot a, uh, an animal with a musket up in Boston. We have sl- a series of slingshots that we use <laughs> <laughs> to we- knock animals out of the sky. Okay. Listen, again, warning. Do not listen to this if you do not want to hear about animal cruelty. But if you're weird and you want to hear a pretty fucked up story. Or just have Twitter and have seen it already. <laughs> yeah. Strap in. It's fucked up. It's pretty funny, though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to start off by apologizing. Extreme suffering. 15 of 23 monkeys with Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chips have reportedly died. Here's the whole story. It's pretty much hilarious the entire way through. Pretty much every single monkey that had had implants put in their head suffered from pretty debilitating health effects. That's a quote. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh... Out of the total 23 monkeys implanted with Elon Musk's Neuralink brain brain chips at the University of California, Davis, between 2017 and 2020, at least 15 have reportedly died. Via Business Insider, hold on, I'll break it a second. Via Business Insider and the New York Post, the news news comes from the... comes from the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, an animal rights group that viewed over 700 pages of documents, veterinary records, and necropsy reports through a public records request at the university. Neuralink was founded in 2016 with the goal of helping people recover from traumatic brain and spinal cord injuries, curing depression and other mental health disorders, and connecting humans to the internet for everything from music streaming to near telepathic communication. So they had like a mission, like a, a mission statement, a manifest where they started Neuralink. It's to help people recover from traumatic brain and spinal cord injuries. Injuries. Two, curing depression and other mental health disorders. Three, connecting humans to the internet. <laughs> 
Back to our uh, depression discussion. Have you ever been so depressed you thought, like, I just wish I had fucking Netflix in my brain. (laughs) When I close my eyes, I see Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Earpods are not good enough for this dude. He wants to put streaming music in your <laughs> but he's also like those those first three things are clearly like when when we do the fundraising meeting for people to give us millions of dollars, we'll tell them there's a incredible medical attributes, and then the actual thing we will do for this is sell it to Facebook for them to learn every deviant thought you've had and sell you ironic shirts about it. You also like come on, you know who Elon Musk is, right? You know the first two mission statements are bullshit. Does not care about spinal cord injury specifically or curing depression. He the goal here was to get the video games it's to in your put brain. Pickle Rick inside of you yeah. to make all of us into Pickle Rick. <laughs> Wouldn't that be based? Okay, check this out. The company has often touted its successes, such as a demonstration on a pig in 2020. How many pigs did they fucking? Ruin on the way to there. I don't know. They're supposed to be smart, right? Pigs. Pigs are pretty smart. They're smarter than dogs. But like, what is even the demonstration of like? Look, you can see the pig is jamming to, <laughs> you know, Doja Cat or whatever. <laughs> that was like the intelligence between a pig and a, a monkey is pretty fucking huge. Their <laughs> brains are not similar. <laughs> um, and in 2021, a video of a macaque playing pong with its mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is a macaque? Cut to, it's like a parrot. The parrot? It's like a, I think like a white parrot. Your friend can't eat them, unfortunately. Oh yeah, George, you can't eat macaques. Especially the one that knows how to play Pong with its brain, its bird brain. The project has attracted a great deal of interest from celebrities like Grimes and Little Uzi <laughs> My wife thinks this is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, no she shit. says we should torture more monkeys. I'm holding her back. (laughs) (laughs) And people suffering from paralysis often petition Musk on social media to be a part of human trials. Musk previously said that he hoped to begin human trials in 2021, but that goal has been pushed back to 2022. That's this year, so he's threatening to start doing this Honestly, this year. Honestly, it would be better if he just got the people who signed up for the brain chip to do it than these innocent monkeys who have done nothing wrong. He should start on himself. He should be one of those doctors. <laughs> one and done. Yeah, a Frankenstein. <laughs> if you want to do this, it has to be Frankenstein style. Yeah. Uh, based on the PCRM's findings, the brain chip may be nowhere near ready. Pretty much every single monkey, this is a quote, pretty much every single monkey that had had implants put in their head suffered from pretty debilitating health effects, said the PCRM's research advocacy, Jeremy Beckham, the uh, advocacy director, Jeremy Beckham. I know what you're thinking. Health effects like what? They were, fr- he said, they were frankly maiming and killing the animals. Neuralink chimps were implanted by drilling holes into the monkey's skulls. <laughs> One primate oh, developed a bloody God. skin infection and had to be euthanized. Another was po- uh, was discovered missing fingers and toes, possibly from self-mutilation or other unspecified Ugh. trauma, and had to be put down. A third began uncontrollably vomiting shortly after surgery and days later appeared to collapse from exhaustion and fatigue. An autopsy revealed the animal suffered from a brain hemorrhage. The PCRM filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Agriculture on Thursday accusing UC Davis and Neuralink of nine violations of the Animal Welfare Act. Many, if not all, of the monkeys experienced extreme suffering as a result of inadequate animal care and the highly invasive experimental head implants during their experiments, which were performed in pursuit of developing what Neuralink and Elon Musk have publicly described as a brain-machine interface, the group wrote in the complaint. Uh, Absolutely nothing is going to come out of this, too. That's the worst part. Is like they've been running saw for monkeys, and there is legally no defense. Yeah. The, these highly invasive implants and their associative hardware, which are inserted in the brain after drilling holes in the animal's skulls, have produced recurring infections in the animals significantly compromising their health, as well as the integrity of the research, yada, yada, yada. 
uh, we strive to provide the best possible care Fuck to our you. animals Fuck in you. charge. Yeah, Fuck it. you. I mean, I, I, we're preaching the choir here, but any any argument you would you would have a, a, a for Elon Musk having this money and there being some kind of uh, benefit to it being in this private hands instead of a public thing. What about when he develops like monkey Guantanamo and is legally untouchable because he's the world's richest man? Do you ever fucking think about that for five seconds? They're ripping their own fingers off. Right. Right. Before he even gets to humans, you just can control monkeys. Like, even if this works, this is stupid. I mean, maybe it's he's trying to figure out a way to turn humans into, like, have given them the mental capacity of, as monkeys and employing them. Although, I think monkeys would probably not want to cooperate, come to think of it. I think that he's trying to make the NFT monkeys real by making them... He wants to make the So you can have an actual monkey when you get an NFT, and, and then you can dress it in those clothes. And it's bored. Because it's like it's bored because it's been lobotomized. It has a microchip in there. You can control it. With. Well, it's bored because it's been lobotomized, but it's also bored because it's like, oh man, you ever notice how when you put on brain Netflix, you just sort of keep looking for movies and you never actually watch anything in your brain. That TV. is boring. You know, he wants the monkey to feel the malaise that we all feel. And this then- this is hack, but it is a very excellent point to point out, which is. All the people not getting vaccines because there's microchips in them and they control you are like they love one to one the monkey brain control crowd. It's so confusing. They're like, if it's Elon Musk doing it for freedom and whatever, it's a patriot chip and it's technology or whatever. Drill a hole in my fucking head. <laughs> Give me the Frankenstein surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to wear a mask. This is like, A, probably just not going to work, but it B, if it... Even if it does, <laughs> I still think was it worth what just happened? There's no reason. The question. It's not in like insulin, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's probably like an evil technology. We can, you know, just call that from downtown here. Do you ever get the first generation of a piece of technology and then you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Why did I get like the first AirPods? They're not very loud and they don't have that good of a battery and stuff. Hey, I had an iPod shuffle installed in my neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, right, because... Because of the way capitalism works, all tech is like, uh, what's the, uh, uh, you know, was it obsolete? It's planned obsolescence. So you're going to ha- like, you're going to have to get like multiple chips ripped out of your yeah. head. <laughs> no, you're going to have to get like the cartridge surgically removed every week and blow on it and then put it back in like a Nintendo thing. Yeah. If you want to play Excite Bike, you have to pull it out and blow on it. All I want is to. <laughs> In my mind, play excited. <laughs> my eyes are so tired all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can be like the bird. Uh, I mean, you ha- like. I know it's planned obsolescence is like part of like they just want you to buy new shit, but that's just also part of the way that tech works. Like, this stuff does. You have to get a new computer every five to ten years because shit stops working. Do you want to put that in your fucking brain <laughs> behind your eyeballs <sighs> just you know the the they put out the software update and your brain just like stops working <laughs> <laughs> right because every time windows comes out with a new thing it like breaks your computer so that's just gonna happen in your fucking head and you're gonna feel that horrible malaise that you feel like when you're just like staring at your desktop at your office job or like staring at your phone just all the time if you could do it just for Steam, maybe. Because Steam's been having trouble making a portable gaming device, and maybe this is a workaround for them. But I don't I don't think monkeys should have gotten involved. <laughs> and I regret every part of this process. You know what would be cool, though, is like, uh, okay, so I'm doing stand-up comedy in the year, like, 2030 or whatever. I come yeah. out, and I'm like, my man's watching porno on his Neuralink right now. Look at this dude. <laughs> He's horny as hell. He's nutting. <laughs> <laughs> He's cyber nutting, folks. What song is this? I want to be your dog. Oh, I want to be your dog. Oh, he's not reactionary, is he? Uh, the Stooges, right? Or- Iggy, yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. Well, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. I don't know what his politics are. I guess probably not. 
I think he's cool. Although I could, uh, it's hard to say with musicians because like he said some very cool things, but every once in a while, one of them just just oh, Iggy Pop has something to say about cancel culture or whatever, and he just look at the news. Marilyn Manson said a lot of cool things before we found out he locked women in soundproof rooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man. I hope Icky Pop is cool. If there's a lesson for this super week, it's not to trust musicians. Oh, yeah. Especially, uh, was it Dre and Eminem and And Snoop Snoop? Dogg. That's going to be the halftime show, right? We're we're recording this before the Super Bowl, so we don't know whatever the controversy that happened this year was. We don't know if there's going to be a touchdown this year. Yeah. I hope so. What do you think the commercials are going to be like? Hmm, there's probably going to be an Elon Musk one. Probably I, one for his fucking weird thing. For the monkey thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's not ready. <laughs> it's, they're not into the commercial yeah, phase. Neither is, like, crypto, right? Whatever the Matt Damon ad is, you know. They they get the Super Bowl, you know, you, there's so many eyeballs on it, you might as well aim high and get you try to get angel investors for your thing. I think that there's going to be NFT shit, right? Or oh, at least, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Elon Musk will be featured in another ad for something that he is not involved with. It's just like a guest cool guy. Yeah. I would I would call that. He's going to show up in like a Jeep Wrangler and be like, these are still fun too. And then that will be his <laughs> contribution. <laughs> he has a competing car company, but he just likes hanging out. <laughs> yeah. I'm Elon Musk and bang energy drink is the only way I get around. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you guys? You said you're going for the Rams this year. Yeah, I did because I'm an Aries. That's why I said it. Oh. This is a wings night for me. I'm here specifically to eat birds. I'm like the opposite <laughs> of that other guy we've been talking about. <laughs> well, let me, and if there's anyone decided, undecided, I guess retroactively at this point, who to, who to cheer for if you're listening, I'll make my pitch for the Bengals in that they are literally a spite team. The story of the Cincinnati Bengals is that Paul Brown was a coach of the Browns, the Cleveland Browns. They're named after him. And then they fired him from the Browns. So they fired the guy who the team is named after, and he went down south to Cincinnati and started the Bengals, and he chose Bengals and not Tigers because it wanted to have the same initials as the Cleveland Browns. And then for several, a couple decades, their uniforms were exactly the same, except the Bengals' helmets said Bengals on them. Maybe, maybe this is a dumb question, but how do you start a football team? Do you just find the biggest boys around you can and be like, what are you doing Saturday? You want to tackle some guys from Wyoming? <laughs> Back then, I think so, yeah. Like, they were part-time or whatever. It wasn't as, like, streamlined, and they weren't as, you know well compensated as they are now um it was a lot less formal i think but now i don't know how you would unless you have an expansion team unless you have the permission from the nfl to start one it's like a make work program for every city's biggest boys back then yes now they're now nobody's actually from the except joe burrow is from ohio and he's playing for the bengals and he has decent politics so what many are calling uh, the jesus of football joe burrow I'm going to go Bengals because they remind me of the band, which is cool, which maybe we'll hear a little bit of. They if my, what? The band, the Bengals. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bengals. Also, uh, because they're cats, and I like cats yeah. because they remind me of my cat, Murray. If a Bengal crossed you, would you, is there enough black on a Bengal for that to be scary? I mean, I think that's a very rational decision is to go in the opposite direction of a Bengal tiger if you're ever near one. Yeah, and you can't climb a tree to get away. Yeah. No, what do you do? Because this, this is what... I don't think there's actually a lot you can do, and that's it. You just have to pray it never <laughs> happens to you. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like I'm terrified of, you know, if I have my all my backpack stuff, all I have my, all my REI equipment, and I'm out in the wilderness, what am I going to do if I see a bear? Because there's like... 20 different things you're supposed to do depending on the type of bear and you can't keep them all straight like some people say this bear you gotta yell at to make it to make it seem like you're bigger than the bear and you'll scare it and then other people are like no you just have to play dead 
And then other times you're supposed to like walk away calmly. Like I there's can, no. I can clear this one up for you. The bear thing is very straightforward, and it's based on just the size of the bear. Like the li- the black bears, the little ones. I mean, they're little for bears. They're still like a thousand pounds or whatever. Uh, those are the ones you just get tall and yell at. If it's like a grizzly or a brown bear that's like six or seven feet tall, then you just have to hope it ignores you because it thinks you're dead. And then if it's a polar bear, I mean, there's not literally nothing you could do because it's a uh, Arctic killing machine. Well, you've got other problems if you see a polar bear. Yeah, you have hypothermia. You might have to snuggle with the bear for warmth. Yeah. Well, uh, could be stealing your Coca-Cola product. What do you do if a ram crosses you? Happened to Bill Clinton. I read. I was, <laughs> I was saying. How this, do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying this before the show. I, for some reason, uh, read his autobiography when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And there's a scene where he is attacked by a ram. He's just like when he's a kid. He's just like s- cornered into a in a by a rock, and the ram just like. This is in, in the wild in, or in in Arkansas. Arkansas, right? Yeah. yeah. There's rams out there? I guess so. That was that's why I remember it cuz it was like holy shit, I didn't know they had rams in Wait, the American South. Were there were there rams in the in the, the mountains of Arkansas or was this a Harambe situation where he was at the zoo and a little Bill Clinton got thrown in with the rams? I don't think it was at the zoo. Bengals have dedicated tonight's game to Harambe, which is another reason to pull for him. Is that true? Yep. That sounds like a thing that would be made up, but um, well, it happened in Cincinnati Zoo, so that's why. Okay. Um, well, if you were in the woods with your REI equipment, you'd probably be thinking, "Gee, I wish I had something to listen to." <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry, good audience member, because REI actually produces a number of quality podcasts for you to enjoy. Out and about. Anders, do you want to talk about that at all? Yes. So a lot of listeners will have probably heard about this already, but REI put out an anti-union podcast, and I was trying to find it so I could listen to it. Um, So I searched REI just on the podcast app, and they have like five different podcasts. There's one, Wild Ideas Worth Living which is uh, high-impact interviews for those who love adventure and the outdoors. Uh, Then there's one that's called Camp Monsters about things like bear encounters. Um, That actually sounds kind of fun. Hello Nature, uh, which is like about national parks. Like they have, they produce a ton of content. Take it from me, another one. I don't know who listens to this stuff. I think it might be for REI employees. Who the f- yeah, what the... That's that's not what sells. You gotta be like, welcome to the OWL anti-cancel culture OWLs podcast. <laughs> We're gonna make so much fucking money on Patreon talking about how OWLs can't say who anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic trying to get into a new medium uh, move of just like, oh, I heard podcasts are good, I guess I'll... Check out REI's backpacking program. <laughs> See what they have to come up with. Uh, REI, the the statement for the new one, the anti-union one, is really good. I don't know where to find it, but I, I, do you have it up? I can pull it up? Okay. I don't want to butcher it, but it starts with something very special. So th- their stores are trying to unionize, and they've been what? fighting. One, one REI store. They want to make it so the buckles there... Are are they go to the buckle money goes to good employees? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's at the store. Okay. Okay, the cat is back. Oh no! <laughs> but so they, uh, so this particular don't podcast. Let him cross. He's a tuxedo. It's all right. I've accepted it. Okay. Um. So the this one is not on the podcast app. I had to look for it on their website, and I think they took the audio down because people are making fun of it or something, but the transcript is still there, uh, and it's podcast with Eric and Wilmo. Uh, Eric is the C- CEO. I thought he was a CFO, but one of the two. And then Wilma Wallace is their chief diversity and social <laughs> impact officer. And uh, they open the podcast with, Hi, REI. My name is Wilma Wallace, and I serve as your chief diversity and social impact officer. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm speaking 
to you today from the tra- traditional lands of the, and I had to look up this pronunciation and I already forgot how to do it, the Ahone people. And you will notice, if you look it up, it's spelled O-H-L-O-N-E, but the L is silent. And the reason for that is because it's a Spanish word. Because California, where she's uh, operating from, Northern California was used to be Mexico. Yeah. So, And this is kind of my issue with land acknowledgments, uh, and I'm not saying anybody should like, I don't, this isn't like a huge problem, uh, and I don't think people should like, you know, object in meetings if somebody does it. It's, it's a minor annoyance. I don't think it's a huge issue. But one of the things that I think is a little weird about them is like, how far are we going back? Because people did live there. They didn't call themselves this word that you're using. And the land that was then colonized by Spaniards and Mexicans. And then we took the land from Mexico. So like who and, you know, if you're really thinking about indigenous culture, right, there's it's multi, very, and that's the thing. I was looking up this this, I guess I, I don't even know if I would call it a tribe, but this uh, grouping that she has made. And uh, it's very complicated. There's 50 different like subsets of the what are called the Ahone people and all these different names and stuff. And like the, I, these the history is fluid and these communities are fluid. You know, like how it essentializes this idea that like this from time immemorial, this was this person's land. Dude, you you got to read the new David Graeber, man, goes into this shit. You've already done more research on this than she did before the podcast (laughs) came out. (laughs) This was a Google search and an insert title here. It's just very funny to open your union busting podcast to the land land acknowledgement and pronouns. (laughs) Greeting, citizen. I am Robocop. They, them. Put your hands on the fucking ground. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, that is a weird move. Like people do that with obviously like Native Americans. But there's also like this stuff with like with like Mexican shit. A lot of people are into this like Atzlan stuff where you're like, you know, fuck whitey i'm going back to like the mayans and stuff but Uh, like they also were an empire and had slaves and stuff and weren't like particularly cool like if you want to follow the thing to its logical conclusion if you want to honor the original whatever of whatever area you kind of have to go all the way back it's like impossible kind of you know because somebody yeah we started in in one place and then everybody migrated to other ones but uh, and I th- and I think if you're a communist, which Wilma Wallace is, are you looking at how to get a girlfriend on WikiHow? <laughs> what is? Happening? I know the page quite well. I know the page well. Um, but <laughs> you just post there all the time. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I didn't. laughs> but obviously, Wilma Wallace is not a communist, right? But I think if you are a communist and you're thinking about you know indigenous people, huge range of different ideologies and belief systems and all that stuff but i think the ones closer closest to communism would say that people don't own land it's not a person's belonging a a slot of land you know um but yeah this is not an actual genuine um thing this is a very cynical move because a lot of people are going to react to this how how we did a lot of rei employees uh and you know see it as silly but there is a subsection that they're trying to hit that will take it seriously and will be a bit confused because, um, and I think a lot of these people are, are well-intentioned. And, you know, if you do land acknowledgments and, you know, you, you uh, list your pronouns, that means you actually care about making the world somewhat of a better place and you actually, you know, value this stuff. Uh, but those, I mean, not all the time, not in this case. But but they're trying to appeal to REI employees who could be sort of mixed up with, and this is the same thing that happened with No Evil Foods in a vegan uh, yeah. company in North Carolina, with very progressive branding, and uh, they used sort of this um, line that REI is starting to use. It's like we're actually to the left of the union, uh, so if you care <laughs> about social justice and stuff, you shouldn't support a union because you know we don't need one. They're saying it it's going to slow things down, and they're using this standard line that the union is like this 
third party coming in to uh, colonize, if you will, the uh, the <laughs> workforce. <laughs> like, uh, and missing the point that intentionally missing the, missing the point that the union is just the workers. That's what it's composed of, at least on a, on a local basis, right? On a workplace basis, it's it's the workers in the company, right? Didn't that company sell like Che Guevara hamburgers and shit? And, like all yeah. the branding was like, yes. have a Frida Kahlo sandwich. Yeah, there was one. Is the no L's, union. <laughs> yeah. There was like the El Zapatista or something that was yeah. like a, you know, ceviche dish or something. But yeah, it's uh, a very cynical move. But the, here's the thing about REI, and this is what I think the podcasting venture is about is that they're cultivating, a, and they have cultivated a community, people who feel like they are a part of REI. And this is what they stress over and over and over again in that podcast, along with, like, we're not perfect, we've made mistakes. But the, the other thing they stress is this is a cooperative. They love to say REI is a cooperative. And maybe make people ask, what does that mean? Are, does that mean it's a worker-owned? No. There are a lot of businesses that are like this. We talked with uh, Eamon uh, in the episode about the co-op wars, uh, about how in the Twin Cities, a lot of co-ops, and not just the Twin Cities, but there are a lot of businesses that will call themselves co-ops, and all that means is if you're a customer and you buy something, you can create an account, and when you buy something, it'll charge you an extra like 30 cents, and then once a year, you'll get like a $40 rebate. That's it. And that's what... That's all that is? Yeah. When there's, How is that a cooperative? <laughs> That's a like g- a coupon. <laughs> yeah. It's not anything. In like Park Slope, there's those little like grocery co-op places. Is that what that is? No, no. Sure. That varies. That, the Park Slope co-op you have to like volunteer at in order yeah. to shop there. It's, okay. like, it's like the one near here. Um, but it's a flexible word that can mean it. I just can't get past the fact it's a podcast. Like what segments do they have on the REI Anti-Union Podcast? <laughs> Land back. Uh, here is our smoke show of the week. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, Mississippi elk, <laughs> as it is every week. Yeah. My God, the gams on that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's because they have cultivated like a a customer base that feels like they're a part of REI because they have this branding. It's, it's a cooperative. It's a community, right? It's a national chain that has you know enveloped all these do-gooder sort of people who like the outdoors and like to feel like they're putting their dollars towards a uh, towards a helpful you know thing and because of that and because they really value customer input if you are someone who shops at REI which is fine um, your uh, voice does have some sway not in obviously making them you know have good beliefs but in easing off the anti-union efforts, and this is happening with Starbucks too, is there, if, if the current uh, wave of unionization, I mean, we can't quite call it a wave quite yet, but there's about 60 Starbucks stores out of 9,000 that, um, that have union elections coming up. Uh, if that um, keeps going, then the company, because, of, because they are branded as a progressive company, in both cases, REI and Starbucks, it's a little weird for them to come down really hard against the union and their customers, not all of their customers, but a significant portion of their customers will notice that and be upset about it. So they have to balance that. Uh, how to, to what extent do we want to crush the union um, and in what, to what extent will that lose us business? And if they can be shown that you will lose a lot of business if you come down hard on this, then uh, they might ease off. They're not going to be friendly, right? They're they're still going to fight for a shitty contract tooth and nail. But uh, I think that is at least worth it. Leaving like a, a, there's a, we'll link to it, but there's something you can do if you're an REI shopper or just anyone. You go to their website and, and you can just say a com- leave a comment saying uh, don't union bust. I I have a question because I haven't really been following this story. Is there literally one of the podcasts is the anti union? podcast no it's i think this was just like a one-off episode it was just an they episode made, yeah okay. yeah they made a special like website all about the union uh situation and it's like an explainer this is like in the middle of righteous gemstones every season when they go back in time for one episode okay yeah it's like it's like one of those but for employee rights wow looks like shit 
Oh, I do want to learn more. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing this meatloaf song. Now. <laughs> it's been going it's, on for, for hours. It's like a nine-minute song. They play it like four times. It's for days too. It wasn't just today. It's, <laughs> meatloaf has just been it's in really the air up my nerves. Here. Oh, it does kind of make me feel like REI shouldn't have a union. <laughs> what is it? Now the audio's here. Wow. I don't. I couldn't get it on my computer, but now it's back. Yeah. Podcast with Eric and Wilma. With Eric and Wilma, and with a name like that, you can't not click it. Man, is there any way of ch- like checking their numbers? Like, who, who's listening to? It's independently hosted. I don't think. I mean, there's no way to put this on the R pod. Yeah, okay. their audio quality is less good than ours. I'm not sure that can be proven at this episode, but <laughs> yeah, that's it. there's like a band playing us. <laughs> Something I'm, else. So first of all, I'm sorry about the ABBA, everyone. Um, <laughs> our neighbors will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> Your neighbors just blasting like Elton John. Like they're, they're playing it. This band next door is not Spotify. This is a band playing this. So on the REI podcast, the other side of their wall in their apartment, there's someone that's just like. Saturday, 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 Saturday. So unions, <clears throat> they're not good. On Saturday night, I have my evenings free because the union meeting is canceled. Yeah, you got to riff on stuff like this. Um, okay. Well, that's 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 around that's around a podcast. That's a podcast. Baby. I think this is a pretty funny one. Uh, we did good. Let's um, let's do plugs and get, let's man, let's go. Watch the Super Bowl. A commercial where Martin Luther King is an NFT and he's driving a truck, and then uh, fucking Doctor Evil shows up and break dances to let you know about Hulu Plus or whatever. I had a dream that tokens could not be fudged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, footage of monkeys, footage of spaceships. <laughs> Um, plugs, yeah, plugs. Let's do plugs. Uh oh, my show. If you're in New York, is Tuesday my live show. It's at the Gutter in Williamsburg slash Greenpoint, which is a bowling alley slash punk bar. Uh, Alex is going to be on the show. It's at nine o'clock. It's ten bucks. You should come hang out with us and watch all of our. Uh, there's people you've heard before. Simone Norman. She's been on the show. She'll be on that show. Uh, yeah, come hang out if you're in New York. Uh, la, 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 la. I have another show on RushTix.com on the 24th. It's an online show. I have uh, a tour coming up with Eve Six and We Are the Union. We're playing in DC Comet Ping Pong Pizza, which, wink, wink, you might know about if you're on certain websites. Um, if you're a consumer of certain tastes, it's. I think it's sold out though. There's like five tickets left as of recording oh, this. So yeah, like, I gotta get one. oh yeah, you. Oh, I can probably. Well. I'm not going to say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I can get you on. I don't know. I don't know how much power I have. I'm the opening I act. Can get you a ch- I'll get pumped into the concert. I can get you into the... Oh, right. The concert. <laughs> oh, I can get you into the other thing, though. <laughs> I can get you into the, you know, the after party. Can in, I perform at that after party? In the base. Oh, you're going to be performing. Right. <laughs> just imagine, like, the eyes wide shut Bill Clinton party and Andrews is just like, what are you, from a salad town or a soup town? <laughs> He's got, He's the, got the, the mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like clearly Anders. <laughs> Masks on crooked uh, and shit. <laughs> nice tits. Yeah. Have you handcuffed to the microphone like that guy with the piano? <laughs> when they laugh, they hit the floor with that huge stick. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Salad <laughs> <laughs> town. <laughs> um, I, haven't peg- I haven't been pegged like that since that ram in 1956. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, oh, and I also want dark 50... origin story for <laughs> Bill Clinton there. Fifty <laughs> first jokes at the Bell House on the eighteenth. Um, and my other show is Why You Mad, and I think those are my plugs. How is fifty first jokes now? It's February. They postponed it because of Omicron. That's wild to it's, me. People are going to cheat even harder <laughs> at fifty first jokes somehow. <laughs> They'll have made these jokes before. <laughs> It's gonna be people doing jokes about like Martin Luther King Day or something. It's like <laughs> that, but you. Whatever. First jokes of the year. Black History Month is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yes, come see me on Jake's show on Tuesday. It's going to be a meat space of a time. And if you are busy Tuesday, you could come to Paid Protest this Friday, February 18th at the Secret Loft in Manhattan at 8 p.m. We're fundraising for... Racial Justice Working Group and New York DSA, and we're doing defund the police stuff. So I guess don't bring your cop friends. Don't bring your cop friends to this because they'll. They're, it's going to be too hilarious for them. They can't handle it. Also, Kath Barbadoro will be there it, for all those big Kath fans. The barbarian of comedy. The Kath barbarians. And you can follow me on Twitter at Patak Test Kitchen. Anders, what are your plugs? At Anders Lee here on Twitter, Dursley One on Instagram. Uh, we mentioned Starbucks. I just did a segment about their unionization drive on Redacted Tonight, which you can find on YouTube, Portable.tv, or Facebook. Uh, also, I will leave in the show notes the uh, REI board where you can leave a comment. Hell yeah. Union busting is disgusting. Um, there's a bunch, I think, uh, there's a phone number you can call and, Union uh, busting doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just email them. Uh, we will link to that. Uh, it's at on rei.com slash about, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes. So check that out and give them a shout. It's finished. Go Bengals. Are you ready for some football?